Hey everyone, this is Andy and Andrew here. We are your tech directors here at the Fellowship Church in Round Rock, Hutto and Taylor. And uh, he and I are happy to be chatting with you here today. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, today we're talking about uh, The Reset by Jeremy Riddle. And today we are in chapter five. It's called The Land of Your Dreams. Uh, before we dive in, though, we do want to take a second to pause and mention the fact that we have four other podcasts on the first four chapters. And we encourage you to go back and listen to those before we listen to this one. So we're going to go ahead and pray together because this is what Jeremy is writing about in his book that we need to pray in the middle, the beginning, middle, and the end. Let's dive into a prayer, and then we can dive into God's Word. God, we thank you for the time we get to come together as a team, and we pray that this week's discussion on God-manifested dreams gives us the chance to surrender things to you wholeheartedly. Give us the discernment to know what is right or wrong, and for us to show the sanctified dreams you have put over our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's dive into the chapter, Land of Your Dreams. Uh, Jeremy Riddle summed this up pretty well in the first paragraph of uh, of the chapter. It says, Manifested God dreams are salt and light of the earth, dispelling darkness and arresting corruption wherever they travel and, they, and anyone they touch. And we are about to talk about what those manifested God dreams are and how to align them with our dreams. Our prayer is that our team can move to align their own dreams with God's dreams and plans for our lives. So Jeremy defines, uh, or I guess separates, um, two categories of dreams, and he further defines those. And I feel like he did a pretty good job, so let's just look at what he says. Um, first, he separates dreams into two categories, um, sanctified dreams and unsanctified dreams. And there are three markers that define each one. Uh, so for sanctified dreams, um, they are birthed out of spiritual adoption, uh, so a closeness with our spiritual father is required, um, which leads to the next point and the next uh, definition or marker. Um, there's a fullness of int- intimacy with the father, and that intimate relationship with the father requires daily surrender to his will. The third one is a surrendered connection to the Holy Spirit or a daily communion with the Holy Spirit. So on the opposite side of that, there's unsanctified dreams, and as you can imagine, they're basically the exact opposite of that. So they're birthed out of the flesh. They have a spirit of orphanhood or separation from God, and they lack an intimacy, identity, and connection with God. So Jeremy goes on to simplify these two categories with, uh, with two statements. Um, the distinguishing marks between sanctified and unsanctified dreams is almost always the birth, birthplace. And the second is... Your dreams will only be as healthy as your level of surrender to intimacy with God. These two statements, I think, um, sum up these two definitions um, on what sanctified dreams and unsanctified dreams are pretty beautifully. While we were coming up with this podcast idea, um, you know, it, it really got me thinking, like, how did I get here? How did this dream of... You know, uh, my grand, my grandfather, he really drilled it into my head. He had a calling for me to go into ministry. And, you know, I I always thought it was a little crazy. Like, man, I'm going to, I want to become a surgeon or a nurse or whatever. And I don't want to, I don't know if I can get into ministry. And, 
you know, that was, and then just things started to snowball a little bit where I saw that dream that he instilled into my life. And I realized that it, it wasn't really his dream. It was his dream for me to get into ministry. And, uh, you know, for ones who don't know, my grandfather passed in August and at his funeral, we were, we were laughing and joking and doing all the stuff that you do when you're celebrating a person. And, uh, you know, it was, he, he was ready to go home to be with God. It was, it it really was a celebration, but hearing some of the things that he would do at his church and how it kind of rolled over to me, it's like, I see what God was doing. He, he's put that sanctified dream into my grandfather and then my grandfather then passed it down to me. It was definitely birthed from a, uh, a place of heavenly majesty. And man, it was, it, it really did take me, you know, 37 years to realize that he did that for me. And, you know, one Saturday in August at his funeral I was like, oh, it, it really was kind of awe-inspiring. Like, I see why I did this. And, uh, you know, before that, it was a dead-end job for me. It was, I wasn't going anywhere. I was hitting the ceiling. I was working two jobs. And one of them was in ministry, but it was part-time. But I didn't see where, I didn't feel fulfilled. And uh, it it took me... It took me to a place of surrendering what I was meant to do. I, you know, what do you do when you surrender a prayer over to God? You know, it took me to physically breaking down on the way home. It's like, what do I do to, to get out of this place? So I was like, God, I need to get out of here. I need to go somewhere else. I want to be full-time in a church. I've had many opportunities at my old church to get into full-time ministry, and it was kind of laughed at on my behalf. I don't know why. I had plenty of skills and all that, and it just wasn't... It, it really. I'm 100% serious. I was almost laughed out of the office. It's like... You're not here to be in full-time ministry. You're 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 not qualified, and that really kind of that kind of put me in a really bad place. And so I was like, okay, God, I give this over to you. It is out of my hands. Do what you will. And so while we were coming up with this, we found a passage in Isaiah. It's Isaiah fifty-five. 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So, surrendering that over to God led me to three and a half hours away in a little town called Round Rock, Texas, to where I could now getting to full-time ministry 
I was working as a graphic designer and I got a promotion to become the tech director. And, uh, and you know, Andrew always says he's living the dream. He, he's right. We are living the dream getting to be in full-time ministry and we get to be in full-time ministry with you guys. And then this led me to Proverbs three, five through six. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings and in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. This is a verse I feel like that we quote a lot in our community. And it was actually written by one of the wisest kings known to have ever lived, and that's Solomon. For us, the impact of what this verse says is lost because it is so familiar. But this chapter is a good reminder of how significant Proverbs 3 is to our walk with the Lord and aligning with Him daily to fulfill His plans for our lives. Later on in the chapter, it says the doorway to their sanctified dreams, glorious fulfillment is first and foremost unification with Jesus in His death and an ongoing daily yielding to his own will as you follow the leading of his spirit. Yeah, that's such a good statement. Thanks for sharing that, Andy. It's awesome. Um, yeah, that, that that quote jumped out at me, too, when I first read it. Um, for me, it's, you know, a difficult task to do on the daily, really. You know, it's so easy to to put everything else first. You know, I find myself... You know, struggling to wake up and to um, have the discipline to sit down and pray and read is funny because, you know, I don't necessarily, you know, going to the gym or waking up and, and playing with my kids or, you know, make a prayer, you know, whatever it is, right? I can do all those different things so easily on a daily basis, but it's so, I don't know, it's just so difficult to, 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 to do that. I don't know if it comes out of a place of pride for, for, I don't know, for me specifically, but. It's something we all deal with. I mean, it's not just you, it's me. It's, you know, it could be, I don't know, one of our cam operators or even our drummers. I mean, they're all in that place where they could be like, I have to, I'm sorry, God, I have to give, I have to give my attention over here. And it's not to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. But, um, yeah, that uh, that statement though is is definitely is definitely kind of heart wrenching. Oh. Kind of like puts a kind of makes you kind of slaps you up a little bit and makes you think like where where am I going? You know, you know, think about the future. Think about where where your life is going. What's going on and how to how to get that aligned. And you know, there's it's summed up really really beautifully in this chapter. Um, and kind of as we're coming to the end of the chapter, I do think there's a statement at the end that sums up pretty nicely what, uh, kind of what we're talking about. And it says this, um, start enthroning him in the land of your dreams. One very practical way to do this is to pray in all things. Prayer is an act of surrender and dependence. You know, we should pray before any vision casting, any strategizing, planning, brainstorming, or dreaming sessions. Pray at the beginning, pray in the middle, pray at the end. And, you know, that statement is powerful for sure. And, you know, this is written to kind of specifically worship leaders because the whole book talks about about that. But, 
you know, even just like the normal Christian applying this idea to to our lives is 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 a pretty pretty novel thing, I think. Pretty uh pretty impactful. So, you know, in my mind I even put it as, you know, pray before before making decisions with my wife specifically or or whoever your spouse is or you know pray before you know going to work pray before doing you know x part of life right before going into the grocery store basically you know surrender is what we have to do to align um what god has planned for us and our dreams with his then pray in all things yeah one thing i learned in my years of being a tech director and and uh, for ones who don't know, I am not married. I am I am single as the day is long. But I have been to, gosh, I think I've been to 20 marriage conferences. And that statement that Andrew just said about uh, praying with his wife, praying in agreement, that's something I have always heard. And I've always wanted to instill that in my future spouse. It's like, before we do anything, we have to pray. And if there is one ounce of disagreement of anything that we're doing, we're not going to do it. And that's something that's always stuck with me too. So even though you're praying, you may feel that sense of it's not going to work. So don't do it, but you know, still surrender that to God and just, just keep on is if, if you have doubt, it's not from God. It may be something else that you, that may be that you need to uh, go into a different direction. I mean, I don't know if that helped or not. We could probably edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the power of the edits. So just like uh, we're just talk, we're talking about here, uh, we want to end this podcast with a little with some prayer. Um, Father, just thank you so much for a place to who loves you and a place that wishes your will to be done. Please be here with us in our hearts, in our lives, in our daily walk, in everything that we do. Uh, We ask that any dreams that we have that are born of flesh, before uh, born of our own selfish desires, that they can be refocused and that you show us um, what to do on the daily and to align our lives with what you have planned for us. Um, I pray that we can just become a stronger uh, team of, of worship leaders um, at church. Yes, for, that is always a thing that we want, but at home, um, at our works, uh, with friends, and that our lives can just be um, worshipful to you. In the name I pray. Amen. So thanks for hanging out with us this week and talking about chapter 5. Next week, uh, we got the chapter called Born of a Spirit, um, and Robert Wood is going to be doing that one. Robert Wood? Robtonius Woodicus. Robtonius Woodicus. Before we do that, everyone, stay on your feet. Clap your hands for me, Robtonius Woodicus.
<laughs> on that note, see you guys.